Hi, my name is Jojo, and I'm listening to The Grapevine. This is the grapevine. We lucky I had a brain shut down. I heard you when you're singing. I was okay. trying to get your mic on. I was like, <laughs> I knew it's what you were trying to do. I was like, why don't I hear her? <laughs> I got the volume up. I'm, <laughs> I'm good at the lip, the lip sync battle. Uh, you know, you won't lip syncing. I wasn't. No, that wasn't though. It was karaoke uh-huh. this morning. But good morning, everybody. Yes, I am. Oh, afternoon. It is afternoon, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> I am Giannis Banks as always. I'm here with my. Okay. Hey, y'all. Mm, I'm... Okay, you gonna come up with an adjective? I am. Okay, go what you got? I'm not. <laughs> my brain is... Wait. <laughs> my brain is... <laughs> I, I'll, like, I'll give you a pass this week because yeah. I know that you were, you know. Yeah. The cedar fever was getting a hold of you. So. I, I've never had to deal with this before. This is. I know. Give me the flu next time, please. I know. Well, I am here, Nikki Wooding. This is. You know, here hanging out with Jan. Yeah, you asked me what I did yesterday, and I can't tell you at this moment. Oh, yikes. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm functioning. That's good. Uh-huh. That's good. Moving forward. Yes. What happened yesterday? Yeah, don't ask me. Well, we do have some things coming up besides, you know, what happened yesterday. We do have MLK Day coming up on Monday. So on, not a day off. Exactly. So um, I know here in Austin, we do have a march. Yes. Here in the city. I think, that, um, of course, the one in San Antonio um, is going to be kicking off as well. Yes. I don't really have as many details, unfortunately. I got you. Okay, what you got? Yeah. So the march in Austin, as always, it will start at uh, UT uh, by the MLK station. Okay. Station. Makes sense. By the MLK statue. Okay. Let's get that one right. Uh, and that will start um, at 9 a.m. Okay. From MLK, um, from UT, they will walk to the south steps of the Capitol where mm-hmm. they have a rally. Uh, there'll be a you know a short program at UT. Right. It's normally nice. Uh, they'll walk to the south steps of the Capitol, and then from this after a, a rally there, they mm-hmm. will then march to Houston Tillerson University, where there'll be. Uh, festival and, and activities planned. So there'll be music and different booths and what have you. So, And they are asking marchers to bring canned goods to donate to the Central Texas Food Bank uh, this year. Yes, ma'am. I mean, oh, well, dude, um, you know, shout out to the Jack and Jill chapter, uh, Austin chapter, I should say. I know they're going to be involved, but how long is this walk? Is that far? It sounds far. I'm just, I'm just asking for a friend. It depends what's far for you. Okay. Um, wear comfortable shoes, I would tell you. Okay. Um, dress accordingly. Okay. You may wake up, walk up a little bit of sweat. There is a nice little hill you're going to walk up as 11th Street goes down and come back up. Is this a Texas State Hill or is this a... Um... Yeah, it's a Texas State Hill. Oh. But your car drives this hill normally because you're marching in the street. So, okay. Uh, but you'll be with a lot of people. I, I'm taking it you're going to be out there. Um, you may or may not see me out there th- that morning. I, you know, I, I might be there physically or in spirit. Yeah, you'll be out there. Um, <laughs> you'll be out there physically and in spirit. Um, don't, even, don't even try that. Yeah, there is a nice little hill you're going to walk up. It's a good time when you're out there with a bunch of people. Either you meet people mm-hmm. or you see people you haven't seen in a while or whatever. And you march and you have a good time. Uh, but you also remember what the march is about. Right. Um, for the... Central Texas Food Bank. They want non-perishable foods. Y'all know the stuff to give. Right. Canned vegetables and whatnot. Uh, and there's free parking locations downtown if you're going to look for a place to park. I will tell you, if this is your first time doing the march, you need to plan accordingly. Because uh, most of the parking places will be by the, the Capitol. Um, they will be by the Capitol. Most of the parking places. Yeah. Most of the parking places will be by the Capitol, State Business Garage, Keeling Middle School. That's not by the Capitol, but there's Holy Cross Church, which, of course, is by HT, Blackshear Elementary, a few other churches. A lot of people, they'll park 
at the Capitol Business Garage, which is what I do. Okay. You march to HT. Okay. And then you forget about the return trip because you got to get back to your car. They uh, don't have shuttles? I know. The buses will be running. Uh, there's some free passes available from Cap Metro if you uh, need to try to get a bus back to where your car or you can coordinate with friends if you go with a group. Wait, do I have to coordinate the bus rent trip? No, I'm saying you coordinate with friends. If you go with a group of people. I get that part, but you said there was a bus pass. Yes. Do I have to coordinate that? Do I, or I just jump on the bus? You would need to go, uh, let's see. If you go to the festival's webpage, the MLK celebration.com mm-hmm. uh, for Austin. And you go to their webpage and you scroll down under where is the festival information. Mm-hmm. There is a link there you can click to get your free day pass uh, and you will fill it out and it will send it to your phone. Okay. You would have to have the Cap Metro app to get it. Uh, the Cap Metro app is free to download and you will use the same email that you signed up with uh, to get the pass to set up your email, your, your Cap Metro account on the app, and you will have a free pass that day to ride the bus. Uh, okay. If that's not your thing, like I was saying, you go in a group, somebody parks at HT, somebody parks by the Capitol, maybe park at the HT first, y'all jump into the other person's car, you park at the Capitol, boom, when it's time to leave, you jump in somebody's car that was at HT, they drive you back to your car. Right. So, Figure it out. Um, but, yeah, it's a walk. Okay. Well, um, hopefully wherever you are and whatever city you are in, you are participating in the MLK Day Celebrations or, you know, putting some community service in um, on our day of service um, this Monday or over the weekend. I should not just, just exclude Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we're praying for those affected by the storms and the flooding that's happening across America. Yes. You know, it's from California all the way to Georgia yesterday. Yeah. Um, they were having, uh, you know, some cat- catastrophic weather and a couple of fatalities. It's been crazy. Yeah. So um, if you are in those areas, I, it feels like the whole United States, I should say, um, is going through something in some capacity. Um, we just want to just send our thoughts and prayers to those that are dealing with the, um, you know, the not only the fatalities, but the destruction. That was lied in the path of the storms. But let's jump into some news. You ready? Yeah. All righty. Well, let's start off. Okay. I I thought this was already here, but gambling could be coming in Texas. Right. Gambling is not legal in the state of Texas. Really? Uh-uh. Okay. Like- so that's why there's no casinos. But I just thought that, you know, they had some, you know, that they, it wasn't just that capacity. It had to be smaller or something uh, like that. Yeah. No. Um. This will legalize sports betting and casino gambling. I mean, if we you didn't look, sports bet of all states in the United States of America. Not, Texas wasn't. Not inside the state. I think if you do those online apps, like right. DraftKings or whatever, right. I think there's stuff you can do there. Right. I don't know how that works. But yeah, physically, no. That's oh, why wow. you'll see places, Houston and whatever, will have those coordinated bus trips to. Louisiana, they'll get you right over the border to one of the casinos to go mm-hmm, gamble. Mm-hmm. Or they go up to Oklahoma mm-hmm. uh, right across, as soon as you cross the border because they weren't able to do these here uh, in the state of Texas. So the Speaker of the House, Dan, Dave Phelan, as well as uh, Governor Abbott, they've mentioned that they will be open to having some safe gambling okay. and casinos. Uh, he told reporters, this is Dave, Dave Phelan, uh, he believes voters would approve a referendum to expand gaming options with limited exceptions. Most forms of gambling, uh, so there are you know, those small exceptions, but the Texas Constitution doesn't allow gambling. So the, the House and the, the Texas Ledge will have to pass the law by two-thirds, mm-hmm. uh, and then it will be up to a vote of the people. And the voters will then decide if they want to allow gambling in the state of Texas. Wow. So they wouldn't want you to walk into every convenience store and see slot machines, but they would like to see, quote unquote, destination style casinos that are high quality and create jobs and that improve the lifestyles of those communities. Mm. So, yeah. So it it will depend on the will of that body of the house. Two thirds is a high number to hit in either chamber. Um, So we'll see. And then it would be on the will of the people if the people would like to see casinos and places in Texas. 
Right. Um, speaking of things that are coming to Texas as well, Universal Studios, they're bringing a theme park out to Frisco. So Frisco, if you're not familiar with the state of Texas, is up near Dallas. Mm-hmm. So Cowboys practice facility is in Frisco. Yeah. <sighs> Go ahead. Anyway, yeah, I had no, I didn't think about what you said (laughs) until after I processed it and he caught me. Yeah, anyway, headquarters is real nice. Go ahead, okay, it's called the star. So, I will stop now. Thank you. Um, so (laughs) the Universal Studios, their theme park is coming up there, Uh it will be family friendly park. They got a couple of interesting parks that are, I mean, interesting attractions, I should say, that are coming to the park mm-hmm. as well. They have a kid themed Fast and Furious ride. They have, you know, a very small, <laughs> that's what they said. I'm not my words, but there. Uh, the, uh, I said Texas Monthly, um, Harry Potter Adventure Park. Um, they have a, a tollway that, I, I guess, wait, a giant Kiju and robot towering over the tollway. I don't know what Kaiju. Somebody has to put me in the loop for that one. Spell that out for me. K-A-I-J-U. Yo, is that the, um, those, those monsters from Pacific Rim? Okay. Like like Godzilla type things, whatever. Okay. Well, and then they'll have a Jurassic Park theme where the dinosaurs, dinosaurs will seem, I guess, kind of real. It seems like this is more kid friendly than the whole, if you've been to a Universal Studios, it's more adult or older kid friendly. Mm-hmm. So this seems like it's going to be aimed at the younger ones. Um, I don't know if this is going to be the initial approach. And then they're going to add more adult and older kid friendly rides. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. we'll see how this well, rolls out. And it's, it's going to be a quarter of the size of the Orlando Park. So I guess I that's what they mean when they say small. Right. That's small considerably when you. Right. Yeah. It is, but I'm just saying, none of this, uh, it didn't seem like it was attracting our middle school, high school, if you want to quote unquote, kids. I, I don't like Jurassic Park. I may be there. Okay, well, you enjoy. I like Pacific Rim, so, you know. Um, well, I might send you off with my child. Kaiju she, you know. and robots. And yeah, man. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, you got a whole weekend with JoJo. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. No, I, you know, she got all eight, so I, shout out to her. Well, that means her mama need to go take her up to the Universal Don't, Studios. That this and, is and a lot of responsibilities. JoJo, we got you. We're going to advocate for you, girl. I, I used to advocate for folks. I got you. I, I advocate for folks daily. Uh-huh. I, I do, too, but I used to get paid to do that real well. For I do, next, too. I didn't get paid. I got paid. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I did it real well for these next 160 some odd days. I remember them times. Uh-huh. Speaking of education, okay, uh, we know we've been talking about teachers and retention yeah. and the whole nine. Uh-huh. So for the upcoming fiscal year, which will be 2024, uh-huh, which will be 2024, uh, they are looking AISD as they. They will be adding about 80,000. Um, 80,000. Um, they will be increasing the budget uh, for and teachers paying it. So about 80% of the current budget will go towards compensation um, for teachers. And there still will be a focus on keeping the teachers in the district. So they're looking to bump up the pay of teachers. I hope it's not just teachers because um, there's going to be some staff and others as well who need to be taken care of. But it's good to see that they are focusing so much on teacher retention. Mm-hmm. And part of that is increasing that compensation that they get. Yeah, and I, I mean, here's here my if they start with teachers, I wouldn't be mad. Mm-hmm. You know, if this is the beginning, a launching point to increase the salaries of education in general. Mm-hmm. If they want to start with teachers, which is a dire need that they have at the schools, then yeah. I understand that completely. I understand that also that they're going to be focusing on education, special education, staffing, yeah. and mental health services as well. The sort their and safety on campus. They have a lot of things to address in these schools, and one major thing that would help is definitely getting some you know, teachers to lead the classrooms. Once we get the leadership in the classrooms, then we can, you know, trickle out and figure out everything else. Yeah. I just think we need to bring some people to the classrooms, though. And it's important. Yeah. And then the, the type of teachers as well. Correct. Because um, it's never a knock on any teacher. But that first one year, three year um, out of school starting teachers, if you have a school full of those, the kids will suffer just because that's when you're learning how to teach and learning your style. So right. they typically need to be mentored by some older 
teachers who's been in it for a little bit. So yeah, um, yeah, there will be some community meetings over the next several months from AISD uh, to hear from y'all as well. So check those out. The final budget will be approved in June. Uh, but the early decisions they're saying are key in making sure all priorities are met. So uh, if this is important to you, if you care about your kids' education or what have you, or you're just an advocate for teachers, you know, check, fo- keep following AISD. Uh, yep. See when these meetings are coming up and make your voice heard or reach out to your trustee that's in your that represents your district and let them know what your thoughts are. So Right. Yep. I agree with you. Uh-huh. Now, you know... <laughs> I'm sorry to jump from education, but okay, so I got to tell a story. Okay. So, um, as you know, yeah. you know, I went to Florida uh-huh. for New Year's, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah. Got stuck okay. in Florida. You joined a lot of people being stuck. Well, it wasn't because of Southwest. It was because the FAA had a system out- outage that grounded all the flights in Florida at the time. Mm-hmm. And we were stuck out there. We had, we were, our flights were delayed, so we were stuck a little bit. And then this news comes out. I, well, excuse me. I should say we made it back. So, you know, after a Obviously. you know, <laughs> after a nice delay, we made it back here to Austin. Right. And you know, it was just kind of crazy because I was like, of all things, here we were trying to avoid Southwest outage, uh-huh. and then we get stuck at a with the FAA or whatever it was out there in Florida. Yep. Then it happened again. I wasn't on the plane though this time and i was shocked because i was just like here we are pointing fingers at the airlines faa what's going on they got some old software yo yeah uh, as the folks was talking about Southwest, South- exactly their, that's their why software. i'm saying what's going on like this is 30 years old yeah and is not scheduled to be 30 up- uh-huh and it won't be updated for another six years this is according to a senior government official i feel lied to because everybody like Apple and Microsoft and everybody else is like, oh, you got to update your computer every six years. And you got to update your system for yeah. every update and all this other stuff. And this, pe- you telling me I'm flying on 30-year-old I software? Mean, it, it probably has some updates throughout the time. I'm not talking about a patch. I'm talking about a new system. Yep, it's been updated Throughout the time, and it's going to be updated again in six years. We don't even use social media for 30 years. The system was installed in 1993 and runs the Notice to Air Mission System. I said that wrong. I Not know. social media. You uh-huh. know, like platforms. Yeah. Okay. I, I let you make it. I okay. Was, I, I had thought you. about it after it. Uh-huh. Yeah. This since pilots vital information they need to fly. Uh, so. What? Know, they said it was the a corrupted file that affected both the primary. <laughs> it's not funny. It infected the primary and the backup. What? Yeah. Who put a corrupted file on there? Um, I saw Were we one attacked? St- no, I saw one story that tried to say it was human error. It was like a technician. Uh, the human error is waiting 30 years to update your system. It says at least one, perhaps two of uh, those contractors that they have. Uh, they contract eight employees to access this machine uh, may have made the edit that corrupted the system okay i just need all our phone companies to listen in on this because if why do we have to update every month when clearly we are there flying the friendly skies for 30 years on the same software Mm -hmm. chilling well the investigation is happening uh and i'm mad about secretary pete has asked for enough safeguards to be built in the system that this level of disruption can't happen again uh, because the individual's person's decision or action was a mistake. So I guess you're going to have a the normal, the backup, the backup to the backup. It's going to be like a football team. You're going to have your roster. We got the backup, the backup, the backup, the backup, the backup. Why are we doing all this backup and not just update? Because six years, the update won't happen. Why that is, maybe during the investigation, maybe Congress will f- try to find out why we're using this older software. I don't know. I can't tell you. Contact your congressperson. Have a mask. Speaking of contract our congresspeople. Yeah. <laughs> See how I did for you? No. Okay. I'm just upset right now. I might write a letter to Apple or something and let That's them know how I feel. You. I ain't going to help you. Why are y'all asking me to update my software? And clearly, the, you, you flying on a plane Apple wants for 30 money. years working on their well, own software. Apple wants your money. Apple will shut your phone down. when Exactly. Because why? If... if if they can build a spaceship 
Yeah, that can, set, fly, that can fly to the moon. For 30, on using software for 30 years. I say this to say that you can buy, you could make vehicles and other things that will last a very long time. Okay. Well, where's the money in that? I need I you to come I understand. Back. So Apple wants your money. They, I get that part. They make you feel like you're special and you, know, you buy into the Apple hype and you got your... I get that, but for all of our, it's not even just Apple, but it's all of us. Uh-huh. If we can have a plane in the sky that is being tracked by a system for 30, 30 years Apple old. Apple wants your money. That's all I got. I understand that, but I'm upset. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm just saying, don't stop sending me updates. Uh-huh. Anyway. Get your dollars, Apple. She can <laughs> give it to you. All right. So if you have not heard, I'm going to break something down for you guys real quick. So if you haven't heard, um, Biden um, is in the midst of a classified document crisis. Is that what we're going to call it? All right. uh, Yeah. There's levels to it. But there's levels. That's why I'm going to break it down. Uh So um, U.S. General, I mean, U.S. Attorney General, excuse me, uh, Merrick Garland, he appointed two special independent special counsel to I. Um, investigate the handling of classified records by both Donald Trump and now President Biden is in this. Yeah. So let me, I, I think we all know the story what happened with Trump, so I'm not going to get into that detail, mm-hmm. but I am going to jump into the part with Joe Biden. So, uh, uh, according to numerous reports, yep. there was classified documents located at an office from his legal counsel, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and those documents were returned back to the government. Um, there were like, I think they said about a half a dozen files that were located at that specific location. Right. Okay. So due to them finding these classified documents in the old closet in the office, in the, not, I, I'm not going to say old closet. I don't know how new or old it is. Sure. So in the closet at the office, right, right. they continued their investigation to figure out if there was any more documents um, that were withheld right. from his time as vice president. Yes. They searched his home in Willing- Wilmington, um, Delaware, and I believe, um, where is the other home? Oh, they're both in Delaware. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were more documents that were recovered in December. And this month, okay, all of the documents, though, were returned back to authorities. Okay, that is where our difference is. So, of course, in the media and through some conversations that you could have um, with different people across the aisle, they are trying to convolute, if you will, the two issues. One with Donald Trump with his return, question mark. And <laughs> and Biden with the return of the documents that they located there. Right now, I do want to say I do want to um, remind people that it is not. I, I don't think it's really uncommon for there to be classified documents that are located. I think that that's happened before. Um, Trump. I don't think it made the news because I think the president's probably handed it over. What do you think? I don't know. No, it's uncommon. It's, uh, not, it's uncommon? It's really? Un- it's uncommon. Because huh. um, there's supposed to be a process when you transitioning power that there's supposed to be folks who are making sure all the stuff is supposed to be where it's supposed to be. Uh, but, okay, but these were reasonably within his legal counsel. Right. And they were in a, just a closet that was just there. Not like they were using it. Not like they were scattered across the floor. Not Indeed. like guests were coming over and we were showing off that we had classified documents. I'm not, I, I, I get that part. But it's, it's, it's still, uncommon. It's still uncommon. Okay. I think that's why you have the two prosecutors, that's special prosecutors, that's been assigned to these cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what people have highlighted is the difference in the folks who are going through it are handling it. Okay. What, but there's another difference, too. Okay. From the, the from a legal standpoint, uh-huh. so it's unlawful to knowingly and or willfully mm-hmm. remove or retain classified material. Right. Okay. So the question is: Was this knowingly or uh, willfully? That's that's the thing. You have right. one, one person who is cooperating. Correct, and, and that's that's that President Biden, Biden, who's done this in the span of I think it's been forty eight days or so, whatever it is. Right, and every time they they've he's, located anything, he's handed he's it right on to, over. Right, Trump has of course been the opposite. Correct. Now, what gets interesting too is the response from the different politicians. 
Uh, when you look at the ones who are in Trump's party, who are now in control of the House, mm-hmm. when it was happening to Trump, they were saying, oh, it's something that doesn't need to be investigated. Just let it go. It's no big deal. And now that it's happening to Biden, they go, no, we're going to investigate this. This is a problem. And right. And you look at the Democrats. The, I, I was actually surprised. It was on CNN. Their statements and stories have been the same. Like, yo, it, this is troublesome. Let stuff play out, and you know we'll see what it is. But you know he did this. This is there's definitely something wrong with. They've been taken to the same thing they said about Trump. They basically saying bye bye. Right, and I think that we have to look at the distinction between the two. We're talking about maybe a couple of files that they. It seems like that they found in Biden, and we're talking about. 15 boxes of documents that were finally returned in Trump's situation and they were and were covering over 13,000 documents, 11 which were marked classified. Now we want to put that into perspective all because the 100 documents were marked classified doesn't mean that the other documents were not indeed classified. So, you know, it is um, very distinct between the two cases on the magnitude of the number of documents that were located it is um i know we need to take a break i know to do these sponsors so we're going to do that because there's so much that can be said about this this is going to be playing out for a while i know because we got to update you yeah we're gonna have to update you as as this is going on because this is going to take a while for the investigation and and the whole nine and you know we'll see what's what i am nikki wooding and my marvelous co-host Giannis, you here? You see how the adjective just flows? Oh, you use it once every year, so yeah. I mean, uh, Google's here. Anyway, um, (laughs) all right. I know you've been waiting to get to this story. Where you got? My software wasn't updated, so I wasn't able to use Google. Sounds like a Sam. Sounds like an Android problem. Anyway, so the FAA hasn't updated the software here in the station. Sounds like a sounds like an Android problem. FAA problem. Sounds like a eight. Yep, the FAA. Uh, you don't want me to say I can't say the F, but Android Association. Nah. <laughs> let me have Apple. Go, let me tell Apple. Go ahead, send you another update so you can buy a new phone. Whatever. Go ahead, drop some dollars. Santos. Oh gosh, his name is exhausting. Yeah. Okay. Jorge Santos. George Santos. Is that his real name? Allegedly. Mm. Okay. He says it is. Hmm. Take that for what that is. I know. I feel like he's running from from something. Oh, he did an alias over in South America where he stole those checks from the guy. Mm. Part of the problem they couldn't find him because he had a different name. But anyway, mm. um, yeah, we. I digress. He's full of. He he hasn't told the truth. We're gonna just say he's full of lies because he hasn't done a great job at telling the truth. Isn't it, you're not doing a great job at digressing either. Yeah. I know. <laughs> That's okay. It's hard when you're talking about him. I know, right? It, it is so. He has came out and said that he would not be stepping down. Mm. And it's funny because earlier in the day, he said if 142 people asked him to resign. And folks were like, all right, cool. He's like, no, no, no. I said 142,000. That's the number of people who voted for me. He can't get his story straight ever. And then folks were like, okay, cool. He's like, okay, I'm not stepping down until it's election time. Now, you do have an uptick of Republican elected officials who are saying he needs to resign. Mm-hmm. Um, and you even have former Speaker uh, Paul. Mm-hmm. Brian. Brian Paul says he needs to step down. You have other folks in Congress who've said he needs to step down. Mm-hmm. Now, your guy McCarthy is still like, eh, we'll see what the Ethics Committee wants to decide. Uh, McCarthy and ethics in the same sentence right. is very interesting. He said, I, I won't place him on any major committees, but he's going to get a committee assignment. It's imagine a miracle what that vote would do for you, I guess, huh? So he he isn't um, stepping away from his guy. I guess that's his guy. I don't know. I think, yeah. I I just find it interesting. I feel like, you know, you there is some expectation of politics of embellishment, you know, um, in campaigns. There's a difference, though, between embellishment and flat-out lie. That's what I was about to say. This, is got, this has hit the line of fraudulence. Uh-huh. And I just feel that, you know... He needs to resign or there should be something where they get to his constituents get to reelect or there should be another vote, honestly, from who they are, uh, for who these candidates truly are, I should say. You do have some prosecutors who said they will open criminal investigations. Yeah. Seeing if there is something there. And of course, I forget the country in South America. 
that they want to talk to him too. Right. And also there's some questions about his federal election um, expenditure. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. What's the crazy boy that was, uh, I shouldn't say that. Which one? Look, which one? that. The congressman Gates, that's his name, mm. uh, that mm-hmm. was holding up the vote. He mm-hmm. had given him, I think, like $700,000 for his campaign. And he was asking him about, hey, what's up with my money that I gave you? And he was, and Santos was not trying to respond to Gates. He was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, wow. Speaking yeah. Of, Herschel Walker got out millions left over in his financial campaign from BP. So, so what do they have to do with that? Uh, some of them give it to PACs. Some of them. Are they obligated to do that? Or is it like it goes in your pocket? Uh, it used to be able to go in your pocket. It right. may have changed the rules because when David Duke ran for president, he pocketed all that money when he campaigned. And, of course, his campaign didn't work, but he pocketed that money. And I think they may have just a law since then. I have to go back and look about look into that. But you can hold on to it until you feel like doing something with it, whether you run again or start a pack and try to have influence. And uh, I think you might be able to pocket it as well. Wow. Well, <sighs> he is an ongoing saga. There at the White House, I mean, the White House, listen to me, in Congress. I just find it interesting, you know, uh, that, that um, the Republicans already know they have an ethics issue. And they continue to walk this fine, not even walk the fine line. They continue to put themselves in these situations. Speaking of Republicans that have put themselves in situations, I'm going to jump into a legal minute. You ready? Yes. All right. So, Dr. Dre, he is basically telling uh, Republican and representative marjorie taylor green to stop using his music so on tiktok um uh marjorie taylor green used um dr dre's hit still dre on his song i mean on his song on her video of her i guess walking down the hallway of congress into the um house of representatives where McCarthy had just gotten, yes, that's the song. This is it. Um, where she, uh, where McCarthy was just selected as the, or elected, I should say, as the Speaker of the House. Now, Dr. Dre's attorney sent out a letter, a cease and desist letter, immediately saying that, you know, she didn't seek permission. And I love the letter because it outlined the fact that this is literally due to a congressional act of copyrights <laughs> that says that you have to have permission. And he says something, the letter says something to the extent, well, I know that you're busy doing X, Y, and Z, but um, this is illegal. You might not know this because it's a complex area of law and intellectual property really is, and that's why I enjoy it. But nonetheless, it was very interesting. I really wish, only thing I wish that was in that letter was it was an act of Congress, Marjorie. You should have known this. Like, literally, your body, governing body, had to make this decision and put this on the books for this to be a part of the law. And it's disappointing that you don't know it. But, uh, and the copyright office is literally downstairs <laughs> from the um, to the chambers. So, um, yeah, that, that was, I guess, interesting to say the least. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, um, what? Oh. Slice. Oh, I <laughs> didn't know. So a conservative legal group, they're suing six Texas medical schools, including UT Southwestern Medical School, alleging that um, their admission practices are aimed at increasing diversity in it discriminates against whites, Asians, and men. So the suit was which filed on behalf of an applicant did not who did not get admitted into the schools is pretty much the latest lawsuit that's targeting um, university policies at aimed at diversifying their campuses. So there, like I said, there were six schools that were in it in uh, this lawsuit that includes Texas Tech, University of Texas. Um, McGovern Law School, I guess that's at UT Austin, I mean, UT at Houston, excuse me. Then we have John Seeley School, which is part of the UT branch in Galveston. You have the UT Health Science Center in San Antonio, the UT South, the one I just mentioned, the UT Southwestern Center, and against the school administrators and administrators admissions officials. Woo, that was a lot. <laughs> but nonetheless, they are, um, Claiming that, you know, due to um, 
the practice of using race and sex preferences in student admissions, which is, of course, referred to affirmative action, allows students with inferior academic credentials to obtain admission at the expense of rejected candidates with better academic credentials. Now, this might sound a little bit familiar, and you're right, because there was a case at the Supreme Court that in regards um, Yale University. Right, and that's still going on where we're expecting sometime this year um, the Supreme Court will be ruling on affirmative action uh, in college in colleges uh, admission policy. Excuse me, I'm choking up over here. This is also similar to the one that happened in UT a few years back with Abigail yeah. Fisher. Uh, if you're not familiar with this group that's doing it, you may be familiar with the name Stephen Miller, <gasps> who is the president of American First Legal. She gasped because he used to work for who? Yes, President Trump. He was his advisor that was over his immigration stuff. Really? Yes. So if you... If that helps set the contact for you, there you go. Right. <coughs> and just as a clarifying, it wasn't Yale, it was Harvard. Harvard, yeah. Um, and University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Shout out to North Carolina. Hey, y'all. Mm-hmm. And they fought a lawsuit against A&M as what? well on behalf of a professor who alleged faculty fellowship that used racial preferences and set-asides prevented him from competing with other applicants for those faculty positions on an equal basis. So, um, you know, these cases are probably going to end up in the... Supreme Court at the Supreme Court as well. Oh yeah. So depending on what happens with the Harvard case now, right? They can strike that down, and this will be another vehicle of them coming at admissions and using affirmative action uh, or using race in any way. I should say uh, when it comes to college admissions, even a minute amount. Right. Oh wow. Yeah. Um. Also, you know, I'm just gonna pick up the 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 vibe sure. energy. Um, and I get excited when I see these, so that's why I had to bring it up. So, um, Damar Hamlin, his reps filed for he- for two trademarks for him. So, one of them is, did we win? If you recall, he was in the hospital, and one of the first questions that he asked the doctors when he um, regained consciousness um, was, did we win? And, of course, the doctors responded that he did win the game of life. Um, and he has made, I guess, T-shirts mm-hmm. and things of that nature that are associated with um, the did we win phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, he's using the money that he's um, intends to spend or receive, excuse me, <laughs> on the sale of the shirts to benefit doctors, nurses, and first responders at the University of Cincinnati Trauma Center. Which is right, right. It's like a, a heart-shaped hand sign mm-hmm. with the phrase did we win. Um, underneath it, and yeah, that's what they're selling, and it's going to a good cost. Well, the and but the trademark will be only the phrase "Did we win?" Right. So not necessarily the hearts not and the, everything right, else. Not the yeah, end. I guess he does that a lot or something, whatever. Yeah, I think and, that's his thing because everybody kept doing it. Right. Well, and I know that of course that means the love and sending our love, but I think that was something that he did as well. He's also trademarking the phrase three is back." Mm-hmm. He wore the number three, mm-hmm. correct? Okay. That's his number, yep. And so. Um, I don't know. We'll see how this, you know, rolls out. Of course, he has to have it in commerce. So we'll have to be interested to see how he uses these designs and, um, and not designs, these phrases. Right. Right. His team did say they had too many people trying to immediately capitalize off his story. So they wanted to want something to give back is why they're doing the stuff back to the first responders for, for amongst other reasons, of course. But that led to it of if somebody's going to be making money for it, let's go back to help the people who helped him. Right. So this does include clothing, mugs, pins, and um, motivational, educational speaking, and athletic training. Mm-hmm. So um, let's see what he does with it. Of course, he has to keep it in use. Mm-hmm. So he has some work to do. Um, and I think, well, you'll be surprised. But nonetheless, I think this would be a great opportunity for him. Yeah, yeah, I don't think yeah. it'd be hard for him. He got a marketing team. He, he he'll, yeah, it won't be hard at all. They true, true, true. Folks will take care of that. Speaking of him, he's back home. Oh yes, he's been. He yes. was released from Cincinnati and flew back to a hospital in Buffalo, mm-hmm. and now that hospital has released him to go home and continue recovering at home. Um, I, there's been no word if he will be at Buffalo's um, football game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Bills play this weekend for the playoffs. They, I think they may have to buy. Yeah. I believe they have to buy. So, um, but the, I imagine that's so that'll be two weeks. 
Right. I imagine I couldn't see him not being there, right? Especially, really? I could see him not being. I, I think that he needs to sit down well, for a little bit. In two weeks in Buffalo, he won't be playing. He I think they will have folks monitoring him, make sure he's good. It's something to get the crowd fired up, the team fired up. He comes out there. He's not running around or doing anything. He's just there. Because mm-hmm. they said even when he was watching them play, what, last week, he mm-hmm. jumped out the chair and, and had all the machines going off. Because he, oh, no, he was celebrating yeah. them. And, you know, everybody had to come running like, oh, what's good? Yeah. Right. So he was, you know, he's going to be watching, right? So I, I think if he's there, um, it could be, it'll be a good thing for the team. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's in my illegal minute, but you rolled into sports. So since we're there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just an easy transition. I, I know. It's it's cool. But uh, I, I, I'm really interested on this next topic, you know, with Lovey Smith and um, some of the black coaches. What's go? Oh, your eyes bucked. Okay. What's going on? Yeah. I haven't kept up with the story. All right. So Lovey Smith was the recent um, uh, coach of the Houston Texans. Right. All right. So in the past three years. Mm-hmm. They've had three black head coaches. One of them was a fill-in for the middle of the season. Okay. Romeo Cornell. Uh, the year after that, they hired David Cully for one season. And mm-hmm. it was like a surprise hire because they were going to hire uh, Kate McNown or Josh, one of those McNowns. Okay. had only coached high school football, but he was a professional quarterback and the owners and them really liked him. So they was going to make him a head coach. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people was like, what the world? And so, oh, okay, well, no, we're going to hire this black guy, David Cully. And folks were like, who? Mm-hmm. In the inside the NFL knew who they were, but outside you really didn't know who he was. He was given a year in a crappy team, and and the team sucked, and so they fired him. And then they hired Romeo Cornell, um, kind of the same thing. They wanted to bring in Cabe now, but they went with Cornell, mm-hmm. and he's won two games, but his team sucked, uh-huh. and they fired him at the end of the season as a big forget you. He won the last game of the season, mm-hmm. so they didn't get the number one pick of the draft. <gasps> yeah, I love that part. But um, you have a lot of people in the press and what have you are saying, you know what? Black coaches should not apply to be a head coach at the Houston Texans. Because for three years in a row, you've given black head coaches one year. Mm, and to nothing, turn around a program. Nothing to work with. and. This is no knock on any player. Right? Okay. You make it to the league, you you got some skill. You're right. better than vast majority of people playing football. 99%, we'll say. But okay. in the grand scheme of things, when you're looking at the team, how that team is made up and the folks they are competing against, mm-hmm. no. Nah, like the quarterback was, no. Nah. They, they they had nothing that would be like, you know what, I'm worried about this player. Or this player is the guy we should So this about. is the resource issue. Right. Okay. They, didn't, they set them up to fail. Uh, he was. They, they were set up to fail, uh, and so you you do have a lot of folks out there who are saying, you know what, when it comes time for them to try to find a minority person, but in particular a black head person to coach, because there's a Rooney rule, you need to hire or at least interview a person of color mm-hmm. before you make your head coaching decision. They should say no. Don't even go for it. Make make them suffer and wait and sweat it out and whatever, and figure out what to do because clearly. They don't value black head coaches. Right. But, okay. It's a double-edged sword, right? Because I feel like if we take the stance that we're not even going to put ourselves in a position to take a role like that, mm-hmm. then then we can't complain when we're not in, in this ball club specifically. We can't complain when we don't see us in that head coach role that we've been pushing so many ball clubs to, you know, hire more diverse or specifically black coaches head coaches and i mean who's to say and maybe this makes a stronger point is if they hire a non-black coach and provide them the resources that they need to win then i could see a stronger argument being made but i i'm thinking that the idea of them not uh, them being the black coaches not even putting themselves in the running for that i think they're doing themselves a disservice i i don't think so at least for this job i think some some other jobs yeah i I think the recent history of this this team i wouldn't have a problem i mean and i get what you're saying and i know that the gm for the the texans who i don't know how he still has a job because he's been deciding all these stuff and been picking the players right that's a whole nother thing he's buddy buddy with the owner and the owner doesn't care whatever right um 
he's like, oh, no, nah, man, you know, we, we, we're, it's not about, it wasn't about race. You know, we just looked at what was done and we want to move on. There's nobody that's come in in one year and done anything in one year. You, right. You, you, it takes time to build up your program to turn stuff around. Yes. And you need players. Right. You weren't given the opportunity. And I wouldn't have a problem with anyone on be like, nah, I, I, I see how this works. I ain't going to. I'll take my chance and I'll wait for another team because it's, do I want to go to a team where you're just kind of using me to until you can find the guy I guess you want? You just have me be here to be here because people do it every day. It's called temp employees and do. all types of things. But I'm not but a temp employee. I, and, I know. This, how does this make me look like, okay, will he get another coaching chance if you go here? You probably won't. I know, but at least it's on your resume that you've been in that position. Yeah, but I can hang out as an offensive coordinator for another year, or I may get a better offer elsewhere where I know the organization will do a better job at supporting me. Well, wouldn't you? Can you make that decision after? I mean, if you're in the if you are in the running for multiple head coaching positions, that's up to you. Which one you don't want to take? I'm just saying, don't necessarily use this as a catalyst to stop the mission that a lot of black coaches were trying to push you know to get more of us on the sidelines as a head coach yeah i, I want them to go where they're going to be cheating. i think this is, this is more of an expectation have, thing i think i want them to go where they're going to have support so i wouldn't have a problem saying this team nah man y'all go elsewhere like let them figure this stuff out because we've sent three and they gave them one year and nothing to work with and been like well you can't get the job done so Cool. Right. So this is more of I need to know what my expectation is walking in versus not putting my name on the They're, ballot. They went in with the expectation of, okay, cool, we're going to win. This well, is, and they brought them in like we want to wait. win. Right, but that's a different expectation that the next person's going to come in. Yes, I want to win, but also I know that the ball club is not going to provide X, Y, and Z resources. So, therefore, I need to be able to A, supplement, or B, demand that when I first come in as a head coach uh-huh. to make sure that these some of these resources are fulfilled. You ask them and they tell you we're going to do it. I promise you that's part of the conversation, but <clears throat> excuse me, whether they do it or not, and they didn't, and it's like, here, we're going to give you this check. Cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to move forward uh, with somebody else because, hey, this ain't it. It's like one year and I, I at least give me three, four. Right. But I don't think that, you know, over that one that time frame, they're going to be able to document it and be able to fi- have a trend, as you will. Lovey Smith was only number two. So three. he was number three at the time. Uh-huh. Was He was the third one. I thought he was the second one. He was the third one. Okay, so he should have. He's gonna have enough information for the next person. So we going after these Texans. So y'all better get it right now. So I'm just like, yo, y'all go elsewhere. I want them to do it. I want the next black coach to go over there, have the support of other black coaches to make sure that the resources are there or a demand for the resources. And it is what it is. Go to Indiana. Okay. Whatever. Don't go to Houston. Go to Indiana. Okay. Well, I'm going to make this story nice and short. Georgia Dogs are the new CBF championships, uh, champions. I said it, CJ. I'm sorry. I didn't understand what you said. Nothing. No, I couldn't hear Georgia you. Georgia Dogs are the new champions. You're Bye. talking too fast. I can't. I know. I did that on purpose. Yeah, I can't hear you. I know. What you say about Georgia? I said it fast enough, and I said it clear enough, and I Georgia, think everybody heard me. Georgia won the national championship. Is that what you said? <sighs> I'm just trying to make sure I heard you correctly. You yes. know, my ears. And, TCU, that was. And, and cedar fever. I'm having trouble hearing. TCU, that was an attempt. That no, wasn't even an attempt. I just said, I didn't even say what type of attempt it was. I just said it was it an attempt. There was an attempt because <laughs> they I, showed up. I, I don't know what happened in that game. Yeah, that's what I feel. I, I don't know what happened with that game. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, seriously, congratulations, Georgia Dogs. Y'all are the new. College football champions. You have some more emotion than that. I do have emotion. It's all embedded in there. You just got to dissect it and listen to listen to it back again. Sounds Speak. like it's just anger. I'm not angry. Did they take your money? I'm not angry. Did they steal your car? What's happening? No, my baby's outside. But I'm Why just you, like, mm-mm. Because you, you know how it's those family members that just will not let it die? You just got to hear about it over and over and over again. 
Oh my gosh, why do I know that this dog has air conditioning in his doghouse? Why do I know the fact that they the dog lives in Savannah? Why do I know this? Because my cousin has not stopped talking about the Georgia dogs. And I am sick and tired of it. I know, I'm just poking at you. I know. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so meanwhile in black excellence. Real quick, before you get into that one. What? I do want to say Meek Mill got pardoned by the governor of Pennsylvania. Okay. And I know there was a lot of folks who remember there was on that free Meek Mill kick and he got released and the whole nine. He free? He free and now he's pardoned so they can have that stuff expunged from his... Uh, his record. His record. So just wanted to put that out there and say, you know. Congrats. Stop fighting at boxing matches. Go ahead. Facts. Um, also, want to send our condolences to the Presley family. Lisa Marie Presley, she died on, was that yesterday? Yes. Um, at the age of 54. Yeah. Um, she's the daughter of Elvis Presley and Priscilla mm-hmm. Presley. Um, she leaves behind, I think, three kids because mm-hmm. she had one of her children um, passed, mm-hmm. pre-deceased. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, want to send our condolences to um, the Presley fans and family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now to black excellence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... I'll run it. I'll start it off. So, Fist, they became the first HBCU to compete at the NCAA level in gymnastics. Mm-hmm. So, well, should I say, did they or they, 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 did. they did? Yes, I was on January 6th at the Superdome. I, I had to make I had my days, okay? Mm-hmm. I was, when I saw 2023 on here, yep. I don't know in my mind, I was still thinking we're I, in 22. I have fixed what you typed in there. Oh, thank you. I was like, yeah, became like, yeah, they did that already. Because we, we mentioned when the team was formed. Right, I did. And, and it was big news <laughs> of they finally did it. Uh, yeah, it was like last week. Right. So um, they competed in the Super 16 Gymnastics Invitational in Las Vegas. Um, the team, um, it seemed like they did pretty well just for a team that just is joining mm-hmm. uh, this level collegiate level um they placed fourth overall with a yeah. score of 186.7 and established uh, against established programs like um southern utah washington and north carolina so congratulations fisk university in your gymnastics team yes um also if you didn't catch it we had the um golden globes mm-hmm. Woo, that's a whole show about the controversy of the host but nonetheless yeah. there were a lot of awards that were given out um uh, Angela Bassett. She was the first uh, actor to win for a major a major award for a Marvel movie. It's a lot of M's in there. It is. Okay. <laughs> so um, she won as far as Abbott Elementary. They took home a lot. They did. Um, Love the show. They also were renewed for a third season as well. It shouldn't have been a question. I really shouldn't have been, but Lovecraft Country on HBO. I'm so mad about that. They need to bring it back. That's the one show that hurt my soul. They Netflix. Take it, that would be a great idea they took it to Netflix. If you get a chance, watch that show. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get people to stream it so that maybe they'll get an incentive or a push to make a season two. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think that we, I think that we that's all we have, right? All right. Wow. We ran through the whole show. We got done. Okay. That was fun. Until next week. Yeah. We out, man. Check on your loved ones. Make sure they Oh, good. I do have loved ones I got to check on. My mama. My mama's birthday How is coming up. How you forget? I'm sorry. I saw it right there at the bottom. I made a note to myself. And you put it at the bottom. Yes. Yeah, so happy birthday, mom, yep. and to my, her twin, Aunt Cindy, okay. and to Michelle Obama, All right. and Martin Luther King. Yes. Yeah. So it's a lot of celebration going on this weekend. Turn up. There you go. All right. Yeah, we're getting out of here. Um, y'all stay blessed. Check up on your loved ones. Make sure they're good. Make sure you remember their birthdays. Yeah. Yeah, I'm bad at that. Congratulations to those bulldogs. All right, we out of here. Y'all stay blessed. <sighs>